Hello, and welcome to Exploring Axon, a podcast where we discuss Axon Framework, Axon Server, and their ecosystem. I am your host and a software developer at Axonic, Sarah Tori. In this episode, I spoke with Vijay Nair about different tools for modeling applications and systems. Just a quick disclaimer that this is not a sponsorship episode, and we did not receive any monetary or otherwise funds or encouragements for any of these companies that we're talking about today. We just wanted to share the knowledge and the experience that we have with you. So I hope you enjoy it, and let's have a listen. Hi, Vijay. How are you today? Good, Sarah. Yourself? I'm doing great. I'm so excited that you decided to join me again to have another really fun and informative conversation. Thank you for being here. Well, you are like the Joe Rogan of the do- the DDD world, right? So <laughs> well, I take that as a compliment. Thank you. Yeah, it's a compliment. He's <laughs> <laughs> one of the best out there. So you're like, you're doing a part. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the sentiment. Thank you so much. You didn't see that coming, yeah. So No, I didn't. <laughs> well, wonderful surprise. And thank you. Yeah, it's been a it's been a busy couple of weeks. So this was very, very much appreciated. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. So um today we're talking about one of my favorite topics, which is planning an application and modeling it and um, the process that goes through it. So we're gonna uh, talk about some tools that folks can use uh, in order to model their um, DDD-centric applications. And um, yeah, so let's do it, shall we? Yeah, yeah, we can. So yeah. you just uh, told me about this uh, tool that is new to me. I, I've uh, not used it, but and you just introduced it to me. So I'm excited to learn about it and hear about it. So uh, it's called DDD Crew. Um, can you tell everybody what it is and how you can use it right i think uh, one of the challenges that that's still there uh, in the world today in the ddd world is about domain discovery and then flushing out uh, the domain model uh, basic you know can you tell me uh, steps 101 to get out my domain model apply domain driven design and start building my application right and uh, we've got a lot of problems in that there are a ton of there are a ton of the such tools that uh, give you a very high level view, uh, but there are some specific set of cool tools which actually lay it out in a very you know in a very concise way. And then as developers, uh, we benefit from uh, preciseness in definition. So uh, uh, DDD Crew is one of the first things that I was introduced to when I started the uh, DDD journey. Okay, and so it's not a new tool. It's not a new tool. It's been around awesome. for awesome. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's essentially uh, uh, it gives you uh, a starter uh, process for your uh, DDD modeling process, right? So, okay. And it's not only uh, for uh, like uh, it's for beginners, it's for experienced practitioners, uh, and it 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 uh, it advocates a, a continuous evolutionary and iterative design to your uh, DDD process or a DDD modeling process specifically. And we're talking okay. about. Modeling right now, we're not talking about development, like everything that happens before the development. of Exactly. We're talking about the planning phase where you kind of sit down and talk about the specifications of your systems, requirements, um, I think more high level. And in a lot of ways, we're taking a look at the domain, which is the mainly the business question at hand. So definitely we're we're not at the coding um, state at the moment. So we're just... 
we're getting there at some point in the future, but for now there's the modeling. So then this, um, this tool then allows you to basically um, start by maybe jotting down your ideas. And then uh, you talked about this evolutionary uh, way of allowing your application to grow. Is that right? That's right. So it lays down uh, eight steps uh, in mm-hmm. the entire DDD uh, process, in the modeling process. Uh, the first two steps are about understanding your domain model or the business model and then discovering the domain. And uh, the good part and the, the best part about it is uh, it gives you the corresponding tools under these categories. So uh, if you're talking about understanding a business model or discovering the domain, uh, it says the years where you're going to apply event storming or year where you're going to apply event modeling. So that gives uh, people exactly in which phase of your DDD modeling process does event storming or event modeling actually apply. Uh, then uh, it uh, the next the next phase, once you discover the model, is uh, decomposing it, uh, connecting the subdomains. You're talking about messages at that point of time. Uh, it it uh, delves a little bit into team topologies or how you want to organize your teams around these decomposition guidelines. And finally, uh, giving strategy uh, uh, strategy tips on which where, sh- where you should focus DDD, your core domains, where you should do not DDD and stuff. So that's that's the mid phase. Uh, so we, yeah, So the first phase is about understanding and discovering a model. Uh, the next is about decomposition. The next level, you know, basically strategic DDD, uh, right. team topologies, uh, the message uh, definitions, and the final piece is about definition of roles, and then uh, how you code your bounded context, and that's where the tactical patterns come into play. Uh, so this entire eight-step process uh, is a fabulous, uh, you know, paved path approach to you to kind of do your DDD modeling process. And I, I use it a lot. Uh, every time I need to explain uh, folks, especially at the C-level or line of business uh, bus- users or even project managers, right? They, they always want to have a process and what exactly is DDD and these eight steps uh, provided by the DDD could really help us get there. Yeah, definitely. I think um, what is really... Uh, missing sometimes when it comes to designing an application. And um, I've talked about this um, with various guests that I've had in the past and also colleagues outside of uh, the recording sessions is that sometimes, actually a lot of times as engineers or architects, we have an idea of uh, what we're kind of hoping to get from from an application. But the um, sometimes, or many times actually, there's sort of a uh, loss of connection between the business side and the IT side of things uh, in companies and uh, connecting the two is very important. So I really like that this this tool specifically gives you that um, the option to really understand and discover the model or the domain, excuse me, um, first of all, before kind of diving a little bit deeper into the um, more uh, detailed aspects of it and uh, more fine-grained uh, points of it. So really cool. I, I'm looking forward actually to experimenting with this a little bit. Uh, they have the, um, I will put the um, links to all of these tools and topics that we talk about so that folks can go uh, ahead and uh, try them out and see what they like. And by the way, this is in no shape or form a sponsorship by any of these tools. <laughs> this is, we're just discovering and uh, sharing the the knowledge and the information with anybody out there who's interested in learning more about these things. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking at their uh, GitHub repository. There's a lot of uh, good documentation, 
of what uh, needs to be done, sort of step-by-step of the processes, which is really, really neat. So yeah, thank you for for sharing this. Any any other thing that you want to share about DDD Crew before? I think uh, there is always uh, comparisons. Uh, you know that Eric Evans also has got uh, something known as the Whirlpool process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Eric Evans, I think, uh, puts it in and uh, it, it talks about uh, Eric Evans, I mean, his approach of uh, actually coming up with the DDD process of the DDD model. Yeah. So it's it's like a whirlpool. Like again, there are uh, it's a continuous cycle to process around modeling, uh, scenario development, and finally code uh, uh, code probing. Right. So yeah. that's also something that is available, and this is very similar to what uh, Eric Evans has process as as proposed. This, of mm-hmm. course, gives uh, good details on how you know which actual tools can be used in each of these cases. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's really cool. And I really am excited about and some of these tools that most of these, actually, I think all of the ones that we're going to talk about today do have that aspect of uh, growth, which means you, um, your uh, requirements may change and you're still able to change your design and go to, you know, version two or version 15 or whatever it is. Um, and just gives you the ability to, to grow with your project because we're not talking about anything static here. It's just that all of our projects and our systems always grow based on the needs of the business. So this is uh, really cool that these tools give that um, opportunity to to grow with the uh, with the project. Right. Wonderful. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I think it's it's uh, you know considering the explosion of DDD around the world, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the software development world, I think. Now you know you need such modeling tools, and it's it's much it's much easier to align business with whatever you're developing. Right. Previously, you had UML diagrams and you had ER1 diagrams and BPM and diagrams, but they were just specifications, right? Right. Uh, the business used to look at it and say, you know, what's actually going on? I have really no idea. <laughs> no clue. No clue. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and you know, it's like one of the um, I was talking earlier uh, with another colleague, and uh, we were talking about the little silver linings that came out of this whole um, disaster of COVID, um, which was very unfortunate for the whole world. But some of the things that are um, possible now that we didn't really have a whole lot of uh, access to in the past is that a lot of these tools are available online and uh, they give you the opportunity to uh, work with various team members remotely. So you don't need to necessarily be in the same room. I um, I was actually just having a design session with uh, one of our clients last week with my colleague who's in Serbia and the client who was uh, in the Netherlands and I'm here in the US and we're <laughs> just a modeling session. And uh, that's that's really neat. Um, yes, it's, it's true. It's taken away some of the freedom of uh, having that, um, the option of just sitting in a room and sort of observing everybody's uh, you know, body language and facial expressions and things like that, that are very important when you sit down with the whole company to, to model something. Um, but on the other hand, um, it is, you know, possible to still do this process without being in the same geographical location, which is nice. So the next one that um, I came across a couple of months ago, actually, which I thought it was really a uh, neat tool to use. It's really cool. It's easy to use. Um, and it's a bit more of a, um, the name says it, it's called storytelling. <laughs> um, it helps with the uh, uh, sort of notion of 
understanding exactly what the business process is and what the requirement of the system is. And it kind of puts it in a really nice um, kind of timeline and you have options to do various things like give it priorities and give it um, different uh, comments if you need to or things like that. So, but tell me more about it because you've worked with it more extensively. Right. So <clears throat> what domain storytelling uh, is, is, and again, going back to the, the DDD, the DDD crew process, it's, you know, it, 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 uh, it falls into the understanding and discovery phase of your DDD modeling process. Uh, so uh, domain storytelling came about by these two gentlemen uh, who decided that, you know, there is really no, uh, you know, there is really no way if you are used to a process driven approach in your organization today, you know, you've got uh, things like event storming or even modeling, but people are more used to that mental map of how a process should look like, right? Uh, rather than directly jumping into the event model or into the event storming sessions. So uh, it's it's a technique to transform you know, domain knowledge into uh, effective business software. You know, it brings together the domain experts and development teams, but domain experts talk about a particular story and then the architect or the developer uh, draws it as uh, the story is being told. So it's it's again a workshop format. Uh, but the good thing about it is it's not like, you know, it's just not a free format. Uh, domain yeah. storytelling gives you actual uh, set of uh, artifacts to model uh, the business process. So it, mm-hmm. uh, it gives you stuff like roles. It gives you uh, uh, work objects, which are the main entities that the roles interact with. And then you've got activities, uh, which are the basic connections of how the whole process flow looks like. Now, unlike, uh, and, you know, I don't know if you come, uh, you know, I've worked a lot in uh, financial services industries where BPMN is the standard to do this today. And, uh, you know, the business process management is the standard to document and showcase your business processes today. But that was technically done, doesn't really make sense. Uh, And domain storytelling is a giant leap uh, in uh, visualization of the business processes. So, it enables everyone uh, across the organization, be it the IT, be it business, be it a line of business owners or the C-level, uh, to understand what are the relevant people, activities and work items uh, that we need to have within, uh, you know, that that is needed uh, within a particular domain. So yeah, definitely. It, so it makes the business processes and the domain knowledge tangible to everyone because it's a highly visual way of doing it. What event, what um, modeling storytelling is uh, doing is that um, it actually kind of takes away some of those rules and regulations. For instance, you don't need the sticky notes with various colors, for example. You don't need to have that uh, prior knowledge about it. You sit down and with with the tool that they have actually on their website, I was looking at last month, they, they have a video with them kind of... Uh, uh, showing how you can uh, go through the process as somebody is uh, telling them, yes, this is the system I want to work with. These are the important people. These are the things that are happening in terms of uh, priority in time, as well as priority in the business side. And um, it was really cool to kind of see things develop. And also at one point, I think there were things that were developing sort of parallel to, to one another and uh, sort of making that distinction between which one do you have to tackle first and then which one next, and, and then bringing in the whole notion of bounded context and things like that, which was um, yeah. which was really cool. 
Yeah. And of course, it offers you all those capabilities that are there today in terms of, you know, flushing out the bounded context, flushing out mm-hmm. your model. But I find that, you know, uh, I find uh, the domain storytelling artifacts to be an excellent input towards my even modeling uh, yeah. uh, this uh, at some point. So we'll talk about that. But, you know, the domain, uh, mo- the domain story model through domain modeling, uh, in my view, and people might mm-hmm. say yes or no is, it forms the input to the uh, event uh, model very, yeah. very neatly, right? And people don't combine those two today. And I'm so glad that you brought this up because when we were talking the other day, we were uh, sort of um, talking about how you can actually combine these tools and com- combine these different modeling techniques because you don't have to uh, go completely with one um, modeling way or system and then completely forget about, about the rest of them. Many of them can complement each other, which is really nice. So this, uh, the domain storytelling is a really good um, sort of way to then translate it basically into event modeling. And one of the other thing is that prior to even doing that, um, you can do domains uh, or um, event storming, right? Yeah. So we can't, you, we can't start with that. We can do event storming because that's sort of like the, the, the first thing that we start, right? To define what that domain is, to kind of define what we're talking about. And we can even use the DDD crew, the two first parts, which are the discovery and the um, yeah. and understanding, discovery and understanding, and then go to event storming and then go to <laughs> I think uh, one of the things that I find, especially in my event storming, things that I've conducted is mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, you know, the business finds it hard to understand. Though it's, yeah. it's a, yeah. you know, it, it's a great way to start off with. But, you know, it's like, you know, deer in the headlights for a lot of those folks, right? Yeah. Because they have their minds are mapped to that process. You know, this is the process that I want. So mm-hmm. event storming can be done technically. You know, please do involve the business folks too, because, you know, yeah. uh, the purest definition is everybody needs to be involved in that. Right. But, uh, you know, it feeds in into the domain storytelling, which in turn then feeds into, into the event model. It's even modeling. So since we did talk about a little bit, uh, we we're sort of throwing jargons here, <laughs> event modeling and event storming. And, um, and I do have episodes that I uh, did cover each one of them in depth with uh, both Alberto Brandolini, who came up with the notion of event storming, and also with Adam Dimitruk, who uh, then organized uh, his way of sort of uh, taking the um, concepts of the event storming and sort of develop it into a little bit more detailed uh, way of organizing and planning the application, which is then the event modeling. So I highly recommend folks to listen to those episodes if you don't know about them. But just to recap, um, can you talk and explain a little bit about what event storming is first and then what event modeling is? Yeah, so uh, event storming, again, is uh, uh, a thing that people, uh, I mean, according to the DDD crew definition, because I keep on going that again, it's yeah. again uh, the, the way to flush out your domain model, but primarily using events as your base, right? So you storm out, uh, the. I mean, the business process is stormed out as a series of domain events, and then you put the other artifacts around commands and views around it. So right. it's you know so it it follows it falls in the same category as uh, understanding and discovery of your model, and then you got dis, you know uh, high level event storming and then design level event storming, or the, sorry it's called the big picture event storming and then the mm-hmm. design level event storming, uh, different techniques to kind of flush it out even further. Right. 
uh, and event bottling on the other hand is something that you know we all use pretty heavily today uh, yeah. i've got introduced to it by looking at your episodes and uh, ivan and i've learned a lot from there is uh, event modeling uh, according according to the dd duke definition falls in the code piece right because mm-hmm. that's where you actually have your uh, specification by example mapped out right. so you've got uh, two levels of uh, you know one is about discovery and understanding mm-hmm. and the other is all about uh, coding and finally the, the specification that can be handed out to the developer to mm-hmm. just get yeah. that exactly yeah. which makes the which makes the process of um, and actually you mentioned Ivan our other colleague and I uh, wrote a series of blogs about how you can basically map out this this model and then translate it into code eventually and there are uh, seven steps in the whole process where you uh, sort of do the brainstorming, which is essentially event storming part of it. And then you choose your, and the time is actually a really important concept in event modeling because you um, have this notion of time where your events are um, sitting on that um, line of time from basically left to right. The event that has ha- has to happen first and then next and then so on to the to the final event where you're trying to get to. And then the other notion of event modeling, which I really appreciate also, is the um, usage of um, the UI and the UX from the very beginning of the design, uh, which is really helpful because a lot of times when we, especially talking about um, CQRS, for example, we're focusing on the events and we're focusing on the uh, commands. So we're focusing, okay, what is the what is the intention? What is the uh, the history and things of the past, and then what are the views or queries? Um, but with event modeling, it makes it a little bit more uh, sort of uh, interactive with the user and puts the user sort of at the very beginning part of the design as well, because we want to make sure that that user experience is um, effective and also pleasant, and it actually works with the with the flow of the design that we want to have eventually, which is which is really great. And then of course, then because you have all of these events and commands and queries, it's much easier to then go and translate all of that into code. That's right. Yeah. yeah, because early on you figure out on even names or things like that. So it's, it makes life a little bit easier. And you know, your, you know, your Jira is not going to go away very soon. <laughs> so all of these things still map into user stories, you know, exactly. And it's, it's going to still remain there, right? So people are not just going to overnight just replace this by this process. Yeah. So having an event model, which is a specification that can be given out to developers, mm-hmm. but you've got the uh, the domain storytelling, which can be mapped to the user story yeah. or, a J- or a Jira ticket. And then... Exactly. And in, in that... Um... Uh, on that note, we there is a tool that is still being um, developed as as um, as they're going. It is out in public, so folks can go ahead and use it. And it's uh, through a company called Onote, and um, it makes actually the process of the uh, event modeling quite easy because you can put in your events first, and it automatically then uh, helps you, gives you options and various tools to. Uh, then create your commands based on those events um, and then the view model as well. And um, it's it's a really um, nice tool. It's uh, the company who is behind it. It's there's this, the, the team is not that huge. It's a startup. A start they're really 
really nice folks. And uh, there's actually a, um, I think a conversation where uh, the um, application was introduced by the folks at Odnot with uh, Adam Dimitruk and uh, they were going through it and sort of showing how you can you can design your model through that. So really some really cool new items coming out, which is very exciting. And of course, we can't forget about Miro, right? <laughs> it's just a super yeah, simple way of doing it. Yeah. And I think Onot is going to be more uh, relevant as, uh, I think tools like Onot are definitely going to be more relevant as uh, mm-hmm. flush out the event model process. It's going to kind of, you know, gives you that complete capability to build out your specification uh, and mm-hmm. then just generate the code out of it. So Yeah, and that's grab- the best part about it because it generates the code for you. Right? Yeah. I mean, you can't not look at it. I mean, it's not, you know, it doesn't take the job of the engineer away, but um, yeah. it just makes it a little bit easier, which is always nice. So that's really cool. Uh, um, yeah, that is one yeah. more, uh, Domo Robo. I think that's from Juan Vernon. I think he's also coming up with a new event storming bounded context uh-huh. context mapping uh, toolkit, uh, and I've just like done a little bit of uh, uh, playing around with it, and that also looks pretty pretty neat. But that's more uh, around the it's 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 not related to event modeling at all. Mm-hmm. It's more more around anything else that the DDD crew offers, right? Around event storming and bounded context and context. So it's mapping. kind of like more high level. More high level. Okay. I mean, I, I, mean, I guess that's what it is, but uh, yeah. you know, I think. One is uh, continuously refactoring it, and it looks it looks pretty good. From the nice. Yeah. I have to check it out. I, I've never used it, so that's really cool. Thank you for introducing yeah. that. Yeah, so lots of really, really uh, interesting and fascinating tools out there. That's, that's kind of like putting me in the toy store, and then I don't know what to do. <laughs> I want it all, right? <laughs> but isn't it great? This was, a, this was a piece which was always lacking in the DDD world. Yeah. And now with these tools, uh, you know, people are used to processes. People need tools. And you know, with a lot of these tools, I'm really excited about the way these things are mapping out. I think it would be really, uh, it would be really great and helpful for all of us to utilize these tools. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, it makes the process of planning for applications a lot um, more pleasant because a lot of times um, we have these. Uh, I, my husband and I joke around, and uh, I'm I'm a DDD fan, obviously, and um, I I appreciate the whole. Uh, uh, process of you know recognizing and discovering where the domain is, what the domain is, and then what are the bounded contexts and so on and so forth. And uh, uh, he his approach is a little bit different. He likes to sit down and write the code immediately. And um, so we always laugh about, hey, you need to you need to model first, you need to plan first, but then planning takes a lot of time. But then you know it's it's such an important part of it. And and just recently, we we were talking about um, something that uh, he had recently done with uh, with uh, um, a feature he was working on. He said, "You know, it's so wonderful to have the planning because with the previous one, we hadn't done as much of the planning, and so things started changing a lot during the uh, development uh, part. And then, you know, of course." Uh, it got a little bit messy, so it's really nice to to put a little bit of time in in the planning process of it. So with their uh, most recent one, they did that, and he's just like, "Yes, now I'm for planning and for modeling." It's like, "Yes, I succeeded." <laughs> so he actually introduced event modeling to the whole group. Of oh, yeah, he's he's been. Um, and no, I I don't know the details of it, um, of course, but um, 
through our conversation and me my love of uh, event modeling and planning and uh, event storming and things like that and um, I'm always or th these are the very romantic conversations we have at the end of the day half <laughs> a minute talking about event modeling. <laughs> It's it's, I think it's one of the greatest things that I've ever used. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, kudos to Adam to actually come up with such a revolutionary Absolutely. thought process, and uh, yeah. kudos to you and Ivan to help uh, teach me. <laughs> Our pleasure. No, it's uh, yeah, it's one of those things that um, I'm a very visual person, so I really like to see things um, in front of me, and um, having the notion of. Um, uh, putting things in and I love puzzles so for me it's kind of like putting jigsaw puzzles together it's like okay which one goes where and uh you know you kind of have to organize it in a sort of a free form puzzle but it has to make sense at the end of the day so that's that's the cool part of it you get to be creative and and uh that's awesome so any other tools VJ, that you've come across lately that you'd like to share now, these are the, I mean, uh, those are the two things that I've been using of late. Onote is something that uh, I'm closely looking at right now because uh, mm -hmm. I'm not, uh, you know, Miro is a very generic, general purpose tool, but uh, Onote is typically uh, specific for even, even modeling. So yeah, I really like that. And then, yeah, I think uh, nothing else uh, right now. I, I'll, I keep on checking for new modeling tools. Yeah. Uh, but um so I'm sure we'll um, we'll come back to it in probably six months or whatever and revisit the topic and share more exciting things and tools that we like with everybody else because we love sharing knowledge. Absolutely. It's always uh, a pleasure to speak to you on this. You too. Always fun. Always fun. Thank you so much for the time and uh, can't wait to talk to you about more uh, really cool stuff that you have discovered and come across. Okay. All no right. Worries. Thanks, Vijay. Take Bye. care. Bye. Thank you for listening to my talk with BJ. I hope you give some of these tools a try and enjoy them. Until next time, have a great time and happy coding.